Coming up on the Real Stat Guy podcast, football is here. Back and better than ever on the podcast, Brother Dylan is back to preview week one of the NFL season with Guess the Lines and other preseason talk. Uh, how good will our Patriots be? How do we feel about our fantasy teams this year? And we also look ahead to the top revenge games to happen this NFL season. So couldn't be more excited for football to start and be back. Let's get right into it. Here we go. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From the pregame jokes to the wrap-up show. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey. Throw me the baseball. Now toss me the pigskin. Now feed me the rock. Now give me the rock. Welcome back to the Real Stat Guy podcast. It is football season. Football is back. It is so back. Um, there's been a lot of college football. We'll have NFL. This is a big NFL preview. Dylan Horowitz is here. Brother Dylan, welcome back. Are you excited for football? Let's, let's do it. I'm Show ready. Show your excitement. I'm ready. Four days. I'm ready. Let's do it. Four days until NFL. Uh, we just went through a lot of the, the first week of the college season. Um, a lot of good games. We'll, we'll have a couple in our stat segments uh, to go over, but it's, uh, I can't believe it's back. Yeah, I can't believe football is back. We waited long enough, and finally it's here. And we're going to, I said on the last episode, we're going to have a lot more football content stuff, and a lot of it we're going to go over today. So, you know, the NFL season episodes are going to be similar to what we're doing today. We're going to guess the lines of games, um, obviously talk about some certain stats, and introduce our uh, cross-off team. Um, and I think you might even have something else, but that's generally going to be the tone of the football episode. So just excited to get back into it and give you, the fans, a little bit more uh, NFL content. That I know that's what drives uh, here, in, uh, here in America, apparently, the NFL. Um, and so we're excited to get back to it. And maybe also a little bit of college football. I know you're not a big college football guy, but we'll maybe, maybe sprinkle a little bit. There will definitely here. be sprinkled college football, um, especially with it just getting started. Some good stats. So... Let's actually just go ahead and start with the stat segments um, a little earlier in the episode, but we've got uh, our, our major things we want to get to later on. So the best stat I saw this week, completely crossing over to ba- back to baseball because Shohei Otani did something else again, as he always does. That's the one I had. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. one I had. So Shohei Otani is the only player in MLB history to hit 30 home runs and throw 100 strikeouts in a season, and he's now done it twice. Is it back-to-back seasons? Um, I don't know if it was back-to-back. Okay. But, he's, yeah, he's now done it twice as the only person. It's funny because usually, I just thought about this, it's usually like 30 home runs, 100 RBI. Uh-huh. Is like a good season, right? And he just yeah, did it's a really good season. Home, yeah, and he just did 30 home runs, 100 strikeouts. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shohei Otani, welcome back. You are the real MVP. And, and if his team was a little better, he'd... Probably be at that 100 RBI mark. Yeah, he what could is be. he at? I just, yeah. I don't know. Let's let's go see. Would, do you, don't you think he would be close with 30 home runs? I mean, the Angels are oh, bad. Oh, and a lot of his are solo, it feels like. So yeah, I mean, the Angels are bad. Yeah. So. But, of course, he's on the, um, yeah, the, the strikeout grind, too. So, yeah, 30 home runs, 100 strikeouts for Shohei Twice. And he's the only player ever. Um ESPN stat of the day. Keep, keep, I want to see how many. Eighty-two RBI. RBI. Okay, so he might get it by the end of the year. Yeah, he could. ESPN stat of the day. Back to college football. The Iowa Hawkeyes. We were watching this game together. Mm-hmm. They won a game seven to three. You're like, oh, seven. That's reasonable, right? A touchdown, an extra point. I mean, it's Iowa, so you know they're going to be low scoring. But they scored exactly seven points without a touchdown, and. They're the only team to score exactly seven points without a touchdown since at least before 2000, which is wow. weird that that's how the stat was phrased. But basically, it, you could go even a little bit before 2000 and not find um, another team to score exactly seven. Well, we get. I mean, there, there's one way to score. What one way to score seven without a touchdown? A field goal. Uh, and, one one uh, not or, extremely rare way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though this is extremely This rare. is extremely, right. So, yeah, this is the only, because two safeties and a field goal. Mm-hmm. The other way is getting the one-point safety after the touchdown, and then you have to get two field goals. But this yeah. is the more common way to get seven other than 
scoring a touchdown and an extra point. <laughs> Which is um, ridiculous. And I, someone said this, that they looked, you, you can look at the box score and see, like, Iowa outscored, uh, who they play, San Diego, or, or South, South, Dakota South Dakota State. State. Iowa outscored South Dakota State 4-0 to zero in the second half. It's like, well, there's only one way to get four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's absolute, absolute scenes from Iowa. It's, yeah. Just Big Ten football, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Big Ten football, you know, being Big Ten football. Yeah. That's really Seven what to it three. is. Seven to three. Yeah. And there's a college football for the episode. There's, yeah, there's your college football. <laughs> uh, social media account of the week. Uh, at MilesplitIN on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Running website, high mm-hmm. school running website. They're kind of popping off right now. Yeah. Whoever... Uh, Whoever's running that is doing a really good job right now. I'm pretty sure someone just took over, even the last couple of months, someone just took over running the account. Because uh, you can honestly see it's really taken off. Like, it's very active. Um, you know, obviously the season's picking up now uh, for high school cross country. But you can tell whoever's behind that, you know, behind that computer knows what they're doing. So I'll, I'll just say that. Shout out. Uh, but again, at MileSplit. IN on Twitter and Instagram. Go give them a follow. They're covering some good stuff uh, in the high school running world in Indiana. Social media account of the week. Absolutely popping off. Yeah, check it out. So the uh, stat guy, special stat of the week. This was actually an NFL stats guy that I got this from. Um, but he, he sent out every team's record in week one since the year 2000. Okay? Okay. What do you th- who do you think has the best? The best record in week one games since 2000. It's the um, Ravens. I don't remember where they were. It's not them. It's a good guess. Um, <laughs> Steelers? No. I'm just using teams that have been, that are, are good. I know. Well, you're, you're, you're missing the best one. Is it the Patriots? It is the Patriots. Okay, well, they're usually terrible in August, so I... Right, but week one... Or September. 16 and 6. In wow. The, since 2000. Which I was, I was a little surprised for the same reasons. Yeah. Like, it seems like... But again, that's usually, like, games two through four, it feels like. Yeah, like where, where they're two and off. two or three and yeah. one through September or something. So they have the wow. best, 16 and 6. Do you want to guess who has the worst? This one is a little easier. Probably the Lions? No. Cardinals? No. Thought it would be easier. Jags? It's, they're famous for, like, not winning week one recently. Of late. I, I, I don't know. It's the Browns. Oh, yeah, yeah. One, their record since 2000 in week one, 1-20-1. One, one. Wow. Remember they tied a few years ago when... It, wasn't it the year after they went winless that they tied week one? Um, I don't know. But they was the that, was, that had to have been... Six years ago, they were winless. Um, Had to have been a while back. No, I mean, 2017, I think. Oh, okay. 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, they're 121. And then the only the other notable one that I pulled, the Colts are 9-13 and 13 in week one, hmm. which you would think that they would have been better. Yeah. A lot better. Considering that, you know, Manny and Luck, even the last, you know, five years, they haven't been great. Yeah. But... Yeah, you think right, a lot of those better. losses are actually from the last like five or six years. It feels like. Yeah, we had also the Jags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Two, two years ago. Yes. Yeah, it was two years ago. Yep. Uh, so stat guy special stat. We're gonna. This was a topic that I thought it would be really fun to talk about. Revenge games. So we kind of looked through the schedule. You actually have it in there, uh, right in front of you, but. Revenge games that a player like left their team, left a team, and the team that they're joining, they're gonna play each other this year. And so week one has three very notable revenge games. And it's actually funny. I was realizing this when I was finding all these. There's like a trend with some of the teams. In what way? Like the same teams show up in these revenge games. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, which you'll see. So Dylan, I actually as it's an organization thing. Yes, yeah. can be, yeah. yeah. So when I was do- what I did is just found the list of like players who have left teams and then found the- who, the- who-, like, who their new teams were playing on the schedule, see if they matched Probably up. more importantly, like quarterbacks. Yeah. So- that play a more prominent role on a team. Right. So yeah, most of these are quarterbacks, but there were a few other ones that I found. 
Um, so week one, three big ones. The Ravens are playing the Jets week one, and it looks like Joe Flacco is going to be starting week one, which we talked about last for time. The Jets. For the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> for the Jets, starting for the Jets against the Ravens. So that's, that's the revenge game. I know he's been on a couple different teams since then. So that's one. This is a really – so the next two are really new and big and huge. Carolina-Cleveland, week one, Baker already playing against the Browns. That's it's a incredible. turnaround. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> so, somebody knew what they were doing when they made the schedule because Denver-Seattle, week one, Russell Wilson already back to playing the Seahawks, mm-hmm. also drew Locke revenge game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More so Russell Wilson. More so Russell Wilson. That's, that's, I, I agree. I agree. So those are the week one. I, three pretty big ones. Um, here are just some of the other ones I, I noted. Bill Steelers, week five. Revenge game for Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I know the Bears were his main team. Um, Bill's Browns. Browns showing up again. Week 11, Case Keenum, who's the backup. I know. But uh, this is a big one. Texans Browns. Brown's showing up again because Deshaun Watson, and that's his first game back, right? Week 13. Yeah. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's first game back will be a revenge game against the Texans. That's like that's like quadruple revenge, I feel like. Everybody's just like going to be hating or wanting, you know, wanting to win that game because of who they're playing. Yeah, and, and <laughs> what makes it even better is it's in Houston. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, we're sending you to Houston. In front of that crowd, good luck. Yes. Yep. Yeah, revenge game for the fans, too. Yeah. Um, you know, like, stuff like that makes you think, like, the NFL, it does that on purpose. Like, his, his suspension at first was six games, and then they move it to 11, uh, bye week within the first 12. I know. Yeah, I know. They do that on purpose. It's they're they're crazy not going to give them a 12-game suspension seeing that they play Houston week 13. Yeah, it's they're just crazy that they can get because it's like they made it so obvious. Like, I think if they had done 10 people would have been less like, oh, they made it right before this game. You know what I mean? Like, 11%. But, then, but then you'd be like, oh, they're giving him one game to warm up. <laughs> to, you, to you, that, you know what? You're yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Like, you can say anything. Yeah, you can, look at, you can look at it, whatever. Yeah. And once it happens, you can say anything. Well, and it was funny because Deshaun Watson at first was six games, right. and they were play, the Patriots were playing in Cleveland week six. So uh, it would have been, yeah. we weren't going to see Deshaun Watson. That's anyways. right. That's right. But now that it's more, yeah. you know. It really doesn't matter. That's right. So Carson Wentz is actually playing against the Colts and the Eagles this year. Mm. So week eight against the Colts and then twice against the Eagles, obviously the same division. So three sort of revenge. Even though he played the Eagles last year, so he right? Didn't they? Didn't the, am I making am I making that up? What? Uh, the Colts played the Eagles last year. Did they? So he got that revenge game. No, oh, no, they didn't. They played the Cardinals. Got it. Yeah, I guess they didn't. So he's getting the, the three revenge games this year against his old teams. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun to watch because he has gone downhill a lot. Going, coming from a basic MVP season to what he is right now. Mm-hmm. It's not, not good. But, you know, maybe he'll have a nice little comeback in Washington. I got two Patriot revenge games for you. Jarrett Stidham, Week 15, Raiders-Patriots. I didn't know he was on the Raiders. <laughs> He's the backup for the Raiders. Okay. And I guess that would also be a Josh McDaniels revenge game. Mm-hmm. And then Nikhil Harry, week seven, Patriots Bears. Yeah, even <laughs> though he's on the IR. Yeah, Wait, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. The Patriots play the Lions, so Matt Patricia. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I guess I wasn't even thinking coach revenge games. Yeah. I just looked up player revenge games. Mm-hmm. So I'm tra- yeah. Uh, so a little Matt Patricia Patriots revenge Lions, game. Patriots yeah, Matt Patricia. Um, Trying to think what other coaches would be. Do the Broncos and Packers play? I don't think. Because that would be Nathaniel Hackett. But So, this is a good time to talk about this. The schedule used to be very easy to think about. You could think of... Like, if you knew that the Patriots were playing the Packers, then you knew the AFC East was playing the NFC North. Yes. But because of the extra NFC game, you have to find three NFC opponents to know which division that you're playing. Do you need to find two? No, because if you know that they're playing the Packers and you know that they're playing the Panthers, you don't know if they're playing the South or the, or the North. You have oh, to find oh. that third team 
Oh, then oh, you know yes. which full division they're playing. Yeah, because you need to find the one with two teams in the you same division. Find, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I that's kind of thrown a wrench into like the easy picking out the schedule. Yeah. But so be it. Uh, but the, and, and it's an extra week of football. That's right. So we're not complaining. The the last revenge game thing. This is kind of interesting. So last year, Raheem Mostert was on the Niners. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle was on the Rams. Chase Edmonds was on the Cardinals. They're all on the Dolphins now. One of them got released. Sony Michelle okay. got released. Michelle got released. Okay. Yes. So the other two are on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins play San Francisco Week 13. So that would be a Raheem Mostert revenge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they have a ton of running backs over there. I don't know what what's going on, but I mean, yeah. they've got three or four running backs. They're really stocking off, stocking up on uh, on on the running backs. Um, all right. I think let's do uh, let's do the Patriots record now. Yeah. And then after the break, we'll go ahead and do guess the line. So this is a, a you know obviously an exercise everyone does with their teams. Our team is the Patriots, so I'm gonna read this. I, I have here. Yep. I'm gonna read the schedule for the Patriots off to Dylan, and he's gonna say win or loss for every game, and let's see what the Patriots record is. So, all right, Dylan, here we go. Week one at Miami. All right. So you know you want to say yes, but or you want to say win, considering they've been 16 and six in the last 22 in the week one. They're, they're going to lose in Miami. They do every year. They've, they've lost five of the last six years in Miami. There's something like that. So I'm going to chalk that up for a loss. All right. Um, going to Pittsburgh week two, um, that's a win. They're yeah. going to win there. Baltimore week three, win. That's at home. And then going to Green Bay week four, all put that as a loss. Then we got a nice little stretch of wins here. Uh, home against the Lions, week five, win. In Cleveland, week six, win. Home against Chicago, week seven, win. In the, in the Meadowlands, for the Jets, week eight, win. So what's that, six and two right now? Yep. I think that's possible. Uh, Colts coming to town, week nine, Let's go win. See, I really haven't taken that m- much of a look at it. Yeah. Is their schedule, like, not that hard? I thought it was hard. You're giving that. Keep going. It, what, what did we just get to? Week 9, Indianapolis? Uh, we just got week oh, 9, Indianapolis. Oh, against the Colts? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye week? Do you think they win the bye week? Uh, hopefully. Um, beat the Jets week 11. I have eight, eight and two right now. Yeah, they're not gonna be eight and two. I don't think um, so in Minnesota, they'll they'll lose that one. I think Minnesota's gonna be good this year. I'm on the right line. And then, uh, yeah, home against Buffalo. Home against Buffalo, lose. They're gonna lose both in, in Buffalo or both okay. against Buffalo. Week fourteen at Arizona. After dropping two straight, let's go. Let's go win. I think they'll win either either week fourteen or fifteen, but they'll lose to Arizona and they'll okay. beat wait you said, or they'll beat Arizona lose to the Raiders. Okay, so lose at Vegas week fifteen, then um, home against the Bengals. I think they'll lose that game, and then they'll beat Miami at home, then lose in Buffalo. Okay, so so one, they two, start three, hot four five six seven. So you have ten and seven as the yeah. record, and a couple of these, I have you know. Like three games, if they go two and one in those three, yeah. like whoever they lose to, it doesn't matter. But I think like two of them are winnable. Uh, one they're gonna lose. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with all of what you did, except, well, uh, let me start with this: ten and seven. That feels like the high end of what they can do. Yeah, which is not ideal because yeah. I I think the start of the season is very difficult. They could maybe not easily, but they could be zero four. They could be. Pittsburgh's the one game that I feel the most confident about. Mm-hmm. The other three I do not. You're going to Miami, to Pittsburgh, to Green Bay, home against the Ravens. That's yeah. four really hard games to start the season. Yeah. Then, yes, the next four are decent. Indy's the other one. By that point, we'll probably know who's better between the two. Um, but this is where we're – like we, we talked talk about, like I'm worried about the Patriots this season. Oh, yeah. I, they, Dylan, they didn't get better. 
in fact, they probably got worse. Yeah. I, I saw something that basically Belichick's like whole mindset for the last 15 years has been, let's go pick up this veteran who's played six, seven years in the league. Let's throw him into our system. He's going to be a big part of the system. They have 10 rookies on the team. 10 rookies, which shows that that's not working anymore to go get veterans. He needs to get guys that are, I mean, last year they looked slow. They yes. looked, yes. They, like Dante Hightower looked like he was getting outrun yeah. like crazy. But 20, almost 20% of their roster is rookies. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Which, I don't know if that's a good thing, but 10 of the 52 guys Yeah, are, you hope it means that they're faster if it's the defensive players. You, you'd, you'd think. Yeah. Um, but I saw that stat, and I was like, wow, that's kind of nuts. The, the two things, the general tone, the two things that really worry me about the Patriots this season, they have, like, the ninth, at best, best quarterback in the conference, and then that they got worse. Or that they definitely didn't get better. Because their defense lost like two of their most important players, J.C. Jackson being one of them. And Stephon Gilmore. And then, yeah, Gilmore would be the other one they lost halfway through last year. Mm-hmm. And then um, offensively, it's just not the same. I mean, it's, it, it, or sorry, it is like basically the same team. The only addition was Devontae Parker. And you still have, like I said, the at best, like ninth best quarterback in the conference. Yeah, but at the same time, you, you got to think there's going to be a big jump with Matt Jones. You, you'd no, think, there can't we, be. Yeah. He's played 18 total games in the NFL. you got to think there's going to be a, a jump. No, there, 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 I the, think there will be and the, can be a jump. The offensive play calls, who knows what's going to be going on with I that, especially with the second-year quarterback. Yeah. You don't know who's calling plays with Josh McDaniels leaving. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Agreed. And, and like, yeah, you're right that the 10-7 and 7 probably is their ceiling. Which yeah. isn't good to see. No, but it, hey, last year they went ten and seven and made the playoffs. Yes. So that, I think so that's, this, yeah, this is the the thing. The kind of last thing I was saying about with the Patriots this season, like I always like to have an expectation going into the year. It feels the same as last year, where it's like you know what they're they're gonna be okay if they can get into the playoffs. That would feel like a win, especially with how stacked the conference is. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. If they somehow make the play, there's still seven that make it, right? I didn't know yes, they added. Still okay. seventeen. Still um, yeah, if they somehow make the playoffs, that that would be fantastic. Yeah, but they just if they ever want to get back to championship football, they're gonna have to figure something out. They're gonna have to not give up fourteen straight touchdowns to the Bills. Yes. Like they just can't. They can't do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did so. I, I don't know if you've seen these on TikTok, where like a couple different ones where someone shows. Like an offensive line of colleges, so like oh, the NFL yes. team, yeah, offensive yeah. line colleges yeah. shows you know for for the pages they show quarterback Alabama, mm-hmm. and you have to guess what it is. There's also one where they show the Madden Madden rating, and they showed the QB, and the one I saw it was like QB seventy eight, wide receiver one eighty two, wide receiver two eighty one, mm-hmm. tight end eighty four, running back eighty two, and I'm looking at it and I'm like that. I'm like that. That's the Patriots. Uh, I don't want to think it's the Patriots, but that's the Patriots. I know. Within like three seconds of seeing it, yeah. And I keep, 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 you know, keep watching. I think they guess someone, and eventually, I they they guess the Patriots, and he's like, "Yeah, that's right." Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, no one is better than an 84, whatever the matter rating shows. It, no one's better than an 84 on their, offense. On their starting yeah. offense, which is which is bad." I saw that. And I was like, I'm embarrassed that I thought it was the Patriots, even though it was. Right, right. It's like that. That's brutal. Yeah. But most of the time, they find a way to win games, and yeah, that's hopefully, a, that's what happens this year. Yeah, I saw Benny and I were talking about it earlier. Like, the the coach is the one thing that you kind of like in the regular season. He's almost worth like five games. Like, so you can guarantee that they're they're gonna win five or six games. They're just gonna find a way to win mm-hmm. five or six games. Though you hope the talent holds off to win three or four more. You can go. Nine and eight or ten and seven, and make the playoffs. Yeah, so, I mean, last year the seven seed were they nine and eight? They were the seven seed. No, they were ten and seven as the seven seed. Oh, they were the seven yeah. seed. Yeah, because they lost week eight. And if 17. the right, and if the Chargers had won and not the Raiders, I think they would have been the six. Because they would have been going to Cincinnati. Yeah, which yeah. would have been nice. Yeah. Well, if if you're still listening to this portion and you didn't skip all the Patriots talk. Um, 
we're going to take our break now. And when we come back, week one, guess the whose spread is it anyway, a.k.a. guess the line. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. We are back, the Real Stat Guy podcast, Brother Dylan, and it is time, NFL Week 1, guess the whose spread is it anyway, aka guess the lines. Uh, but that is what we call it here, guess the whose spread is it anyway, and each week we will try to, it'll either be me and Dylan, maybe somebody else will be here, try to have it be you every week. Yeah, but, or, or add someone. Or add someone, make it a, make it a three-way. Um we will guess the lines for the upcoming week in the NFL games, and then we will see who who has the most right or the most closest, and tally them up at the end. So we've done this in the past off uh, off air, but wanted to bring it on because it's a fun, just a fun way to talk about the games a little bit. Um, so week one, NFL guess the lines, starting with the Thursday night opening night game, the Buffalo Bills. At the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams, I had the Rams. Well, so here's the problem. I had the Rams minus two and a half. What did you have? I had the Bills minus one and a half. It is the Bills minus two and a half. Oh. So you got it. I just assumed, bad assumption, that the Rams would be favored at home. I think the Bills are going to be favored in every single game. Yeah. Unless they play in Kansas City And they're City the Super Bowl favorite yeah. at this point. So. Yeah, that was a miscalculation on my part. Yeah. So, you got the one. That the probably win. won't happen again. What? As in, you'll make the Bills underdogs. Oh, right. That won't right. happen again. But, like, this is the one team that I would even think about it, and I just kind of, you know, it's just, it looked like one of those games where it's like, okay, defending Super Bowl champion at home, week one. Yeah. No matter how good the opponent is, you just make it like a... Two and a half. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, like, it's a faux pick game. Like, two and a half is like the, you're just giving the points to the home team. Mm-hmm. Right. As in, if it's neutral, it's, yeah. it's big them. Yeah. All right. Um, so you got that one. Next one. On our list, at least. S- Pittsburgh Steelers at the Bengals. What do you have? Bengals five and a half. Okay, you're going to get this. I said Bengals three and a half. It's Bengals six and a half. Ooh, okay. You said five and a half? I said five and a half. Um, I, yeah, I was trying to say, like, I... I guess the Bengals are pre right now like better like better more constructed than the Steelers. There's a lot of questions. One hundred percent the Steelers, the, yeah. and that's probably why the line is as high as it is. Yeah, I mean the Steelers, their quarterback hasn't played a game yet on the Steelers. Right. So they lost Juju. I mean they're still putting stuff together. Yeah. So I should have said this before we started. The the week one line. This is what I was gonna say to you earlier. Week one is interesting because it's almost it's easy in the way of everyone kind of has a set of what they think of each team, mm-hmm. right? And so it's easy to say like, oh, this team's a field goal better, this team's a touchdown better preseason. But it's hard in the way of like you don't know what the the lines makers feel about the teams or how they will interpret. And basically after week one, like all heck breaks loose. Yeah. So you could get, which it, it kind of, it, based on the ones that I saw um, already, I was pretty close on some of them, but some of that was really far off. And that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. But also like, I mean, especially early on, like you're saying, a lot of these lines are small. Or that was the other thing I recognized. Yes. When you get into, you know, week eight, nine, ten. That's when you see lines start getting to 16, 17. Yes. But makes it so much harder to, to, to make. The higher up they go. Because yeah. I could say 12. I could be underestimating the shit out of it. Yep. But it could be a 17 and a half. We had a lot spread. of those last year. Yeah. And I always underestimated them. So that's also something that throughout the, you know, when you start seeing teams and what they're putting out there, mm-hmm. then you, could, you, you know that a team yeah, can be a much bigger spread. Yeah. Then early on, week Absolutely. one, two, three. Absolutely. All right, next matchup. Eagles at Lions. What'd you have? I said Eagles two and a half. All right, we're going to split this one. I said Eagles four and a half, and it's Eagles three and a half. So I... It's one of, so it's one of those where the... With the away team being favored and the home team not very good, you or I, I like to like... I like to try to think, what if the 
away team was the home team, what would I set it at? And I thought it would be like a six and a half or seven, like a touchdown game. So that's oh, why so I made it four and a half for the Eagles. But they, I don't know, maybe maybe the, the this is the Lions uh, come up. Yeah. I mean, the Lions, like, I, th- I think, I mean, the NFC North isn't going to be great. That was a beautiful shot by Kyrgios. Um, I don't think the NFC North is going to be great, but I think the Lions are. I think Dan Campbell's taking them in a good direction. I think they're going to So the I, th- I think they are going to be better than a lot of people think. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And this is what we were talking about before with, like, coming up with the Lions for week one. Lions? No. Coming up with the Lions for week one yeah. and how tough it can be. Because you just, you don't know. Uh, all right. Next one. Yeah, you're you're you're, okay. you're literally basing it off of what's on paper. That's, yes, that's literally it. Yes. All right, next one. Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. What do you have? I put Dolphins two and a half. Dang it! What? I had Dolphins two and a half as well, uh, and it is Dolphins is two and a half. half? <laughs> Come on. Which us going against our team. Oh, man, I was even going to tell you, like, I got this one exact, so you're going to have to also get it exact. And you did. Yeah. Dolphins turn out. I mean, I, it makes sense. It does. I it's mean. in Miami. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Th- this, this is, is what I thought it would do with the Bills-Rams game. Just the home team. They're, you, they're, they're semi-even. You, like, you, on paper, they're mm-hmm. even, and you don't know what's going to happen, so you just give points to the home team. Yeah. Or take away points from them. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, this is about to make my point even better that because I took Bills one and a half, I think the Patriots and Dolphins are so much closer. Agreed. That's why the Dolphins are a favorite because they're at home. Yeah. No, okay. I, I think the that, Bills yeah. are much better than the Rams. Yeah. That's why they're favorite. Okay, the I see that. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a good thing. All right, next one. The Baltimore Ravens at the New York Jets. What'd you got? You go first. Okay. Baltimore minus four is what I had. I put five and a half. All right, you're going to get this. Uh, it's Baltimore six and a half. So you are absolutely killing me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly, I don't know. This is one, another one where I just, we talked about the lower lines. I wasn't willing to make a lot of lines very high because it is week one, and this was one of them. I figured, again, if Baltimore was at home, touchdown favorite, which I guess I, this is where you got to take like injuries into account. I just forgot about Zach Wilson. Okay, I've been talking about this. <laughs> I think the Jets are worse off with Zach Wilson behind center. I, okay. I, I don't know. Take. That's a take. I, I, I think they're worse <laughs> off with Zach Wilson. Obviously, you look at the experience Joe Flacco uh-huh. has. Would you actually rather have Joe Flacco behind center? Probably not. But I think, for example, when the Patriots play the Jets, I'd rather Zach Wilson be the quarterback. Oh, that's, yeah. That's a that, good that is how I look yes, at it. Yes, than Joe Flacco. Yes. I don't know if that's just Patriots-Ravens. PTSD, I, I, don't, but... I don't know if it's Patriots-Ravens. I don't know if it's Belichick dominating <laughs> young, young quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I would much rather yeah. have Zach Wilson under center playing the Patriots. Sorry. All right. Ta- uh, prediction, I'm going to get the next two. Jacksonville at Washington. I had Washington minus three. Two and a half, Washington. <laughs> it was Washington three and a half. Uh, so I get that one by by half a point. Um, it's okay. So th- it's similar. Like I feel like Washington is better than the two and a half that you would give if we think that's even, right? Yeah, yeah. Whether it's two or three three points for yeah. being home, I think both teams are very bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. We I feel like we know less about Jacksonville. Like Wentz is obviously like the question mark for. The Commanders? Yeah. Which, that was the first mention of the Commanders, I think, on the podcast. I mean, and considering the Commanders... Oh, yeah. 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 And what were you saying? That they've had three different names yeah. I'll mention, in the last three years. Yeah, in the last four years, they've had three different names. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was about to say something. Um, I forget what I was going to say. About once? Uh, maybe. I forget. But if I think of it, I yeah. will I'll say it. All right, no problem. Uh, next one. Cleveland at Carolina, so the other revenge game. I have Carolina minus two. I have two and a half. It is two and a half. Come on. Dylan gets another one exact at Carolina minus two and a half. Yeah, um, those were two games, Jacksonville, Washington, and then Cleveland, Carolina. I was like, I'm both teams, all four teams are bad. Let me just make the home team two and a half. 
And that's what I did oh, for both I of see. them. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I was half point off on both. Or yeah. I got one right, half point yeah. off on the other. All right. Another prediction. You're going to get the next three. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get the Colts one. Okay. So I. I we'll oh, you, you, okay. So the next one, Colts, Texans. What do you have? I had. I, this is the one I saw. Okay. I, I have Colts five and a half. What do you have? You still beat me. I said four and a half. Really it's, low. I just. What, what was it on FanDuel? Oh, sorry. Actual Colts, eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah. Is yeah, that I, what you saw? I saw seven and a half, but. You said you said five and a half. I I put five and a half. Okay. I saw seven and a half after okay. I after I did this. Like I don't know. This isn't like a. I'm not trying to disrespect the Colts when I said like four and a half. But it was the same. Like I thought they'd be a touchdown if they were home. But like, are the Texans supposed to be this bad? Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, the Texans and Jags are aren't going to be good. They're they're definitely two of the worst teams in the in the AFC. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Colts also the Colts defense is very good. Yeah. They have a very good defense. Obviously, you know, Matt Ryan is in town now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how good their receiving core is. I guess we'll find out this year. Yeah. But It'll be interesting. Yeah. Their receivers. Yeah. All right, that was one I needed. So you're, okay, score right now, one, two, three, four, five, six to one. So you need three more to clinch. Let's go. Or two Come and on. a half more to clinch. Come on. All right, next one. 49ers at the Bears. I said 49ers minus five. I said Niners three and a half. I'm going to get this. It's 49ers minus six and a half. Ooh. So this is another similar one where, like, are the, are the Niners a touchdown better at home? Vegas definitely thinks so. You said three and a half? I said three and a half. Hmm. I just think, I mean, even though Shanahan, you know, is a great coach and whatnot, their defense is going to be good. I think the question mark over Trey Lance is yeah, that's, ki- kind of where I, I'm at. Is your point? I don't in fantasy leagues that I've you know drafted already so far. People are very high on Trey Lance, and I I don't see it. I mean I I don't know I, don't, I, I believe me, I don't either. I don't see it, but obviously someone does with them being six and a half, and he hasn't played. You know, it's yet, it's really yeah, it's one of those like I've got to see him actually do it before I. I mean, how many games did he play last year? Maybe well, he he had did he start maybe like two or three, but yeah. he played in a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I, I see him I, be like the full time starter. I'm just yeah. I'm not. I just feel like I didn't didn't really see enough. Right. It doesn't mean he can't be. I'm just oh yeah, not, yeah, not buying not. it yet. Not buying it yet. All right, I got that one. Next one, Saints at Falcons. What'd you have? I put Saints two and a half. Oh, man. Yeah, you got me by half a point. It, I said Saints minus two, and it's Saints minus five and a half. Yeah, I thought that was, that was interesting. So I don't know if they're downplaying the Falcons or upplaying the Saints I, here. My guess would be upplaying the Saints. Yeah. Because. Um, I mean, you got to think Jameis is healthy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Michael Thomas, Kamara, Jarvis Landry, like, mm-hmm. they have a good receiving core. Chris Olave, like... They just have more guys. Yeah. And and, and the Saints do have a good defense. Yeah. This is just another one of those ones I was just, like, not willing to go higher on. Yeah. So, so you said two? Yeah, I said two. And it's five and a half. You said two and a half. So you still got yeah. it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you on this one, I got it exact. I don't Kansas think so. City... At Arizona. What'd, What'd you, you say? Well, you tell me what you had. I put Chiefs four and a half. Okay. You were one point off. It Five was Chiefs three and a half. Three and a half. And I also said three and a half. Um, this one I, I went back and forth on, but it was, again, if it was in Kansas City, could I make the Chiefs a touchdown favor against the uh, Cardinals? And I said no. Mm-hmm. So I had to lower it a little bit because I was going towards the like four and a half, five range. But then I thought, okay, it's got to be still more than a field goal. Like, just Patrick Mahomes being favored by a field goal or less doesn't make sense. Yeah, I so agree. I made, so I moved it to three and a half. Even though it's on the road. Even though, Yeah, even yeah. though it's on the road, which is like, it, it goes against some thinking, but like, it's the same with, well, somebody that we'll have coming up. So, <laughs> um, all right, so I got that one. It is now, let me do the tally. Who the Rodgers? Rogers? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Dylan has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and Josh has 
one, two, three, four. I misca- I miscounted earlier. I forgot to give myself the two ties we had. Uh-huh. So it's seven to four with one, two, three, four, five to go. No, yeah, five to go. Because there'll be 16 points every week. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, no. except the bye weeks. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one. Giants at Titans. I said Titans four and a half. I said Titans four and a half as well. We tie. It was Tennessee five and a half. Okay. So we're both only point off. The, wait, honestly, the difference between four and a half and five and a half, I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's a point, but I, I don't know. Right, right. The, they, so uh, Sal and Simmons call it the Vegas zone. Is I think is what they usually call like those middle half? ones. Yeah, because they're like hard to. Well, yeah, hard to bet on. Because two and a half, you're like, will this team win by a field goal? But if it's yes. three and a half, will they give up a field goal instead of a touchdown? Yeah. On one position. And then six and a half would be the same idea. Just are they the touchdown. Yeah, I was going by a touchdown. Yeah. Or, yeah and then, then nine and a half, half, field goal and a touchdown. Yeah. The, but four and a half and five and a half, it's like, you're not going to win by five. Yeah. Like 22 to 17. Like that. You don't see that often. Yeah. Like four and a half to five and a half basically is just all the same thing. Yeah. It feels the opposite. It, yeah. Feels, yeah. Yeah. Which is why we both did four and a half and like it makes sense that it was also five and a half. Like yeah. you can see that. But it could easily move to four and a half. Yeah. And you're like, nothing changed. Yeah. Next one. Raiders at Chargers. The who? Raiders. The Raiders. That one really hurt. I'm, the Chargers. What do you I'm think? high on the Chargers this year. Yeah. But I think the Ra- Raiders are going to be good. I put uh, Chargers three and a half. You got it exact. Did I? Yep. I said I said Chargers two and a half, but it is Chargers three and a half. So as you predicted, like I was thinking, it's like I think they could win by three. Like they could win by field goal, like they did, like what happened last year. The Raiders won yeah. by a field goal. Yeah, that's agreed. With a few of the matches we've had, like they're that close. Yeah. Chargers are the home team and a little bit better, given the extra half point. Yeah. Even though the Raiders got much better mm-hmm. with Devontae Adams. The yeah. Chargers also have another year under Justin Herbert, so yes, uh, they they got better too. Yeah, so that officially clinched it for you, but we still got to do the other three because yeah. we will keep a running aggregate for the entire yes. year. Yes, and I don't think I've won a single year yet. Actually, last right because last year uh, I'm gonna look because last year, Dylan, I'm pretty sure you won week one, and then I won like the next seven. <laughs> so it could be like you're just good at betting week one, and then I'm just good at betting. The rest. Maybe I'm just a. I, I know or I guess teams so. when you put them on paper, but when they start performing, I have no idea what to do, which proves why I'm not good at betting. Yeah. So let's see. Last year, yeah, you won the first one. I won the next three. We tied one. Then I won the next four. We tied one. So yeah, you, with through through ten weeks of the season, you had only one solo one time. Yeah, that's bad. History is repeating itself. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change that this year. <laughs> History may repeat itself. All right, we're gonna finish. Yeah, let's finish these last three out. Packers at Vikings. I said Packers minus three. I put Packers two and a half. S O B. Packers two and a half. Oh, let's go. Come on, <laughs> Dylan, you dog. So okay, so this is what we were talking about earlier. Why did we go? We both say lower than the three and a half. Um, the Chiefs. I think I think here is crediting the Vikings. I think the Vikings are good. I think the Vikings. This is a very winnable game for the Vikings. But do you make Aaron Rodgers an underdog? I I, I don't. You don't clearly. Definitely not. Yeah. Right, definitely. Yeah. Hit Mahomes, Rodgers are two guys right now. Not and Allen seems to be joining that group. Yeah. It's just they're not underdogs. Brady. Brady could be too, which we'll find out very shortly. Yeah. Yep. All right. This is the Sunday night game for week one, right? Uh, Tampa, Dallas. Yeah. 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 So Tampa Bay. Because there's two Monday night games week two. Yes. That is a change. Yeah. So Tampa Bay at Dallas. I have Tampa Bay minus two. What do you have? I have Tampa Bay minus three and a half. I'm going to get this. It's Tampa Bay one and a half. Hmm. Okay. You said, what did you say? Three I said and three and a half. So this is, again, to what we've just been talking about with, like, Mahomes and Rodgers. Yeah, but also, yeah, also it's showing I should bet on the Bucks. 
thinking it's gonna be they're gonna no, win by on. four. What's up? But oh, we are. We are. No, what, what, what's up? All right, hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, Dad. Which is which? I should throw on the Bucks if I think they're gonna win by three and a half. But is it one and a half? I should probably throw on them. Yes. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I don't know why I went two, and it's only it's even lower than I, yeah. than I thought. Maybe that number grows. Except the the it numbers could. don't grow as much in week one. Correct. Yeah. Just because nothing really happens. Yeah. Um. All right. Last one. The last major revenge game. Denver at Seattle. I said Denver minus five and a half. I said Broncos country, five and a half. No, no, you yeah. did not. Yep. I said five uh, and a half. It, it's six and a half. Okay. So we were both one point off. Okay. So, yeah, win by a touchdown in Seattle. Right. That, that's kind of yeah. the, the thinking. So we tied that one. Um, so you won, yeah, you won this first round. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have won my... week one. Maybe I should have thrown it. You should have thrown it to throw off history. Yeah. So here, here's the. It's not really. It's just an observation. In week one, do you want to guess how many road teams are favored? Five, six, six. Ten. Ten. There are ten road teams that are favored, which just means that, like, going preseason, there's ten, what we would say, significantly better teams on paper, playing on the road. Which yeah, is kind wow. of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for week one. I was very surprised at that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a higher number than I was expecting. I didn't even notice that when I was going through all the, you know, guessing all the all the spreads. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's just something I, I looked at because, you know, you, usually you'd want to, you'd think the home team is favored if the teams are relatively even, but then you get to when the way teams are significantly better. They're definitely going to be favored, mm-hmm. and there were ten of them. Yeah, this week. <laughs> so that'll change. Well, good guess. The uh, whose line is it anyway, or who's the spread is it anyway? Week mm-hmm. one, Dylan with the the week one victory. So the other, um, the other NFL kind of like game thing that we like to have, which again, somewhat coming from the Bill Simmons podcast. But we make ours official. So this is the, the NFL cross-off teams. And what, what we'll do after each week of the NFL season, we will decide together a team that we want to cross off as a non-playoff team. Mm-hmm. So, once, so let's, let's say it's the Texans. Let's say the Colts go in three touchdown, three touchdown lead for the win or whatever it is. And we're like, yep, Texans are definitely not making the playoffs. We cross them off. We're good for that week. And then every week we pick a new team, and we hope that by the end of the season, we have not crossed off a eventual playoff team. And it's, e- it's kind of easy the first few, few weeks because you can just kind of assume certain teams aren't going to make it. You're going to assume the Texans, Jags, yeah. Giants aren't going to make the playoffs. Falcons, yeah. But... If they start 3-0, and you're like, wait, maybe we should wait a couple weeks yep. to cross them off. Yep. And then on the other side of it, you might have a team like last year. That's, I think the Niners started like 2-5 and five or 3-6, and six, mm-hmm. and we crossed them off one week earlier than we should have, and they ended up making the playoffs, making a run. And I think that was because of me. I was like, we need to cross the Niners off. Yeah. You... And you were like, <laughs> we should wait. And I was like, they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> I no, I do, I do blame you for that one. Yeah, it so, was like three weeks in a row. I was like, Josh, we need to cross them off. I was like, no, we gotta wait because of like the schedule they played. So that's just gonna be another fun thing. I, I think it's just really cool to, I don't know, just see what how good we can do with it, how well we can predict. Um, so again, at the end of each week, and there's 18 weeks of the season, 14 teams make the playoffs. So we kind of get a freebie at the end of the year, but you, we've got to be right up to that point. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's the NFL cross-off team. Yep. Um, you had something. Yeah. After, so, real quick, it'll be a quick thing after we do uh, guess the who spread is it anyway. We oh, can, okay. We'll know who's favored. We should both pick an underdog to win outright. That's right. We should both pick one say, hey, 
if you are looking to take an underdog, take them. Do so you, do you I, have yours? I, I have mine. Um, Go ahead and pick yours and talk about yours, and let me look and yeah. try to find one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll try to buy you some time. Wait, but, wait, an underdog to win outright? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think the Jags could easily go into Washington and win. I don't think we saw much of Trevor Lawrence last year, but considering ETN's back, he did not play a single snap last year. Uh, James Robinson, obviously, they have him. Uh, I think they could easily go. Carson Wentz, you don't know what he's going to pull out. I think Jacksonville, as a two-and-a-half-point underdog, can easily go into Washington and win. Um, I was looking at a couple others. Obviously, I want to say the Patriots are going to go into Miami and win. Yeah. But as an underdog, I don't think it's going to happen. But I do think the Jags of these teams have the best chance uh, to win as an underdog, mm. um, even though it is only two and a half. So it's funny because I, I, I thought the Rams would be favored. Yeah. So that would be my number one, I guess. But mm-hmm. if I want to give you a more exciting one, the Lions. Over the Eagles. Okay. I just, who knows with the Eagles? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know that we don't know with the Lions either, but like, if mm-hmm. the Lions can make a statement to start the season, that would be pretty big. Yeah. Especially coming off of hard knocks, like, I want to see what... They, they, they got a lot better at really important positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the Eagles are supposed to be kind of a surprise team, but I yeah, don't, it are. just kind of like screams trap game to me. Yeah. Even though they say there's no such thing as a trap game, but you're right. I, I, I could yeah. see the, the Lions beating the Eagles at home. I can't wait to replay this part next week after the Lions beat the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. That's a really good addition to Guess the Who Spread is it anyway. Yeah. We'll yeah. Do that. So we'll each pick one at the end of, at the, end of the week. Yeah. Or at the right, end right, of the write second. down who, who we picked so we can come oh, back okay. and see. Um, so you took the Lions at home, and I have the Jags going on the road. Yeah. Here, I'll... Which one did you say? I said Jags, going into Washington. Okay. So the Rams one doesn't count. Um, well, you can pick one. I'll I'll pick the Lions one. That, or throw half a point on both of them. <laughs> we'll we'll keep an unofficial track of that. Yeah. All right. No, I like that. That's good. Um. Well, okay. To uh, hey, wrap up. Do you like your fantasy teams this year? Um. Mr. I actually have Mr. a draft. I have him on my bench. Yeah, I, I hate fantasy, but I'm in like six leagues this year. For those who don't know, I will sometimes ask Dylan who I should play or who he has on his bench, and I will play the players that he has on his bench because I know they're going to score a lot of points. Yeah, see, I, I suck at fantasy, but also the projections just get in my head. If, yeah. If I, like, I, I want to play the guy that's projected more. But they mean absolutely nothing. They mean nothing. They literally mean nothing. mean nothing. But I will always, always play the guy that's projected more. Just because IBM says he's going to score more. <laughs> that's it. Because IBM I always, says that. Yeah, I always laugh at the projections because... Do, do we know this? Are all the players on the same team's projections connected and make sense? Because oh, there's no way. Which means the projections are complete BS. As, as you know in, what I mean? Like If you add up all the receiving stats of... Like the Buccaneers receivers, would they equal the projected of stats Tom Brady? of Tom Brady? I don't know. I think it'd be in the same realm. It'd be, be around, but like the fact that they don't add up completely is complete makes it complete BS of why like the projection doesn't really make sense. Well, projections, you know, a projection for a reason. It's a guesstimate. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're using what you have to to guess, but yeah. that's also why I can't base my decision off of exactly. projections. Exactly. But also, I, whoever I leave on my bench, I always have depth. Whoever I leave on my bench scores three touchdowns. What you need is just not have a bench. It, it would be fantastic <laughs> if I didn't have a bench. If I just started, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and or, then, or in a league where I could start everyone. Where you could start everyone, yeah. Or your bench points are the ones that count. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've had to have had weeks where your bench has scored more than your starting. Oh, I definitely have. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely so we'll, we'll, get, we'll get updates on Dylan's oh, and, throughout the season. And, yeah, we will definitely get some updates. And I'm coming off of a Waffle House. Oh, that's right. So, that's so right. I uh, better not go back to back. So are you in that league again? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're doing that, that's, that's my friends oh, from school. Oh, man. So, yeah. How about, uh, how about your wins pool teams? How are we feeling about the wins pool? <laughs> I have three teams in the same division. That's right, yeah. So I, I do like them. So I think I mentioned the wins pool, but we just we have eight of us. We all pick. We all end up with four teams. Um, we see which 
which teams can combine for the most wins uh, throughout the year. Yeah, Dylan has the Rams, the 49ers, the Patriots, and the Seahawks. Three teams from the NFC West and then his own Patriots. So that would be an interesting team to root for. Wait, the last three teams were Seahawks, Falcons, and Texans? We're the last three. No, I'm not taking the Falcons or Texans. Right. So right. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah. Because well, then I'll get a guarantee if they don't tie. I already have regret a little bit of regret on my team since Did I ended have? up with two NFC East teams. Bengals, Cowboys, Commanders, Lions. Especially since on the last podcast I said that I wanted to stay as far away from the NFC East as possible. Mm-hmm. And then I picked the Cowboys. Yeah. So. And that was before you made your Bengals pick. When when we were doing that podcast. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. last, yeah. last time you were talking about it. I think my biggest regret is going to be not picking the Chargers. Like you wanted. Or like you were saying. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. Also, we're watching the tennis, the, the U.S. Open. What did, uh, is the Curios match still going? Yes. The third set just ended, I believe. Do I believe Curios won 7-3. Okay. Or 6-3. For, for any tennis fans, Curios is so good for tennis. Yeah. He, what, were, what were we saying before? So it's, the, it's the, the three are Nadal, uh, Federer, and Djokovic. Yes. After that, it's 100% Curios. Yeah, in order of like people you'll turn the TV on for to watch tennis, those first three, and then Curios is the fourth. Even though Medvedev is ranked first in this tournament, yeah. considering there's other, you know, uh, even though Nadal's two, Djokovic and Federer aren't playing in this one, I would rather watch Kyrgios over Medvedev, yeah, Pass. And then even we were saying number five, Gail Monfils. Yeah, he's always been one of our favorites. Just because just he, he's entertaining. He, yeah, like, no, he is. He like, is. Obviously, all these guys are really, really good at yeah. tennis. He's just entertaining. You remember whenever we played tennis, like I would do the thing when Gail Monfils like, skips oh, yeah. around the court? Yeah. And I think Zach always got mad. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's... He just makes it really fun. Like he's he is a villain of tennis for sure. Ooh. Oh, and we we can't we can't talk. Well, last thing we can't leave the US, leave talking about the US Open without talking about Serena. She's the absolute goat. Her post uh, match interviews were amazing. Sad to see her <laughs> retiring, but she is the goat. I've seen her get hate for it. Hate for what? For the for her comments. Like being oh, not humble are... and everything. Oh, whatever. They're like, are you are you surprised with how you're playing? And she goes, Well, I'm Serena. There's certain... and then they show Nadal after he uh-huh. loses, and he's like, Well, you know, they played a great match and everything like that. It's different because she is never going to play the game again. Yeah, it's and they're... different. So and she oh, it's funny because she was walking and she had the jacket that said goat on the back. Yeah, and that was sick. okay, there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. A little bit, mm-hmm. but some people deserve to be cocky, and I think she's one of those people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, there's a there's a runner that I have that rule kind of for. I'll tell you about it off air. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> but you can be if you if you can be good enough if you're good enough you can you can definitely be cocky. Yeah, and Serena absolutely deserves it. Um, all right, Dylan Horowitz, brother Dylan, the NFL is back. Football is back. Look forward to having you back soon. Good luck to your fantasy teams, your wins pool teams, and may this NFL season bless you with lots of wins and good fortune. Right, well, I appreciate that. Hopefully no Waffle House or any punishments coming my way. Um, and let's have a great NFL season. And hopefully a lot of wins coming for the Pats this year. Yep. So we'll see. Yeah, only time will tell. Let's do it, brother. All right. Bye. See ya. See ya. Big thanks to Brother Dylan for coming on the podcast. Looking forward to a fun season of guessing the lines, choosing underdogs, and for our sakes, hopefully watching the Patriots win some football games. I hope you will tune back in for more football episodes over the 2022 season. We are going to have a lot more football talk than last year, and just can't wait to uh, start talking ball with the squad again. You'll hear more from many past guests and hopefully some exciting new future guests. Again, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Real Stack Guy podcast. And remember, we are here to not just give you the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Thanks, everyone. Wait, look at look at this.
<gasps> Why would he do that? Why in the world would he do that? Wait, what has happened? I don't know why he did that. That was idiotic. What happened? I didn't see it. I'm just going to keep going. Alright. Hey, what happened? I didn't see it. So, Med- Kyrgios hit it across the net. Medvedev tried to get it, but just hit it up in the air. Yeah. And it was going out of bounds on Medvedev's side, and Kyrgios came over and hit it. Oh, but he has to let it hit the ground. Yeah, the ball is still in yeah, the air. Yeah. yeah. So it's still So we lost the point. Yeah. And then lost the game. Yeah. Which is idiotic. Yeah, I looked up and Kyrgios is on the same side of the court as Medvedev. <laughs> you don't see that very often. No. 